Hey guys, welcome to another podcast of CB Rival Season 3, it's episode 5. Uh, before we kick off the podcast this time though, I want to make sure to show you the Patreon page that you can see on YouTube or you can go to the link below when you're listening to it on Spotify. Um, there's a Patreon page set up for the league, which we use to support the content creators um, who invest time and resources to create content for the league. And I also try to get the website going for the database, for example, which we're using to like, keep track of all the stats that are happening for Super Rivals League. We've been going for four seasons now, hoping to make it even more. Um, so if you want to support this project and keep Conquerplate going in a tournament scene, make sure to go to the Patreon page. There's already a couple guys in there, so thank you if you're willing to put your resources into something that you really enjoy a lot. Hope to see you soon. Enjoy the podcast. I also like it. Like, why is it serious? They don't get yeah. to play this week. So if Bondguard and Argonautis manage to get a two points somewhere, doesn't matter where they get it. So that will be at seven points. Then why is it serious? So that suddenly it's like sixth, and that would like demote them if they lose against Endgame. So even if Endgame have nothing to play for at the last game of the season, they could take Wiseau Series down with them. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they'd want to as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be much memeing to consider you from Endgame. You think they would, because yeah, they've had a quite a bad season, but... Yeah, no. I think they'll be able to take a game of Pongard. Because it yeah, seems like Pongard just lack defense yeah exactly that's the thing right they've they've tied so many games how many are they like three yeah three ties the most. yeah only one win uh was it even a win yeah the only win they got was against apes which is because apes disbanded <laughs> yeah and i think i think they have four losses against uh no beaches as well so no. yeah the ties are just all attacks as well i mm -hmm. believe it was so i feel like they might better take I reckon Engagner will take a game of Pongard, which will uh, mean Argonauts have to attempt to take a game of uh, No Beaches. If not, then Argonauts are going to be, what, sick. And then Odin's and Yeah, buddy, they're pretty much fighting it out for a mm -hmm. top spot, aren't they? Well, one well, second at the moment. And why is the Sirius have got the free win this week? No, I mean e even yeah, but he could go down to sixth place. But that that would be if they lose against Odin's, then lose against Ar uh, Argonautas. Even then, they would still get the the tiebreaker probably for it. But yeah, I think Odin's will beat yeah, buddy. I feel like Odin's is a very like yeah, surprising. Yeah, but he doesn't feel consistent at all right now. No, but it's weird. It's it's funny and it's weird. I don't. I don't think about it because i know quite a handful of the players in that team and they are amazing territory oh, yeah. players. like they are like the top like you, you talk about like the best shot callers and like the best mm -hmm. kind of territory war players 90 percent of this team is that yeah. and i think i think it's that territory war mentality that they all have that bring them down in the tournament scene because mm -hmm. uh even though their territory war meta is amazing doesn't seem that they're, they're not really bringing it to their tournament meta too much they're Kind of playing it territory wise in the tournament. Yeah, I feel the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the first three weeks, I think, the first, first two rounds, like what the Abadi would bring was basically the same lineup on every single player almost. No no exotics. They would ban out all exotics. And they would just roll with, I think it was like Monks, Fortebrite Show, Shieldbane or something. Yeah. Like, which is like. Players. The perfect first 15 for a territory war attack. Exactly, when you rotate defense. in out units. Like, yeah. yeah, and then you obviously get fresh people in when you die and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. as a territory war team, insane. As a tournament team, they have lacked a lot this season. You know, it's not like they're doing bad either. Like, you know, no, they're no, third no. right now, I mean, three wins. They are third right now, for still fighting for first even, so. Yeah. But uh, you just feel like they, they should be better. Yeah. They, they definitely could be better, yeah. 100%. Odin's is very surprising. They, they definitely came out fighting this season, which is mm -hmm. good. Because only like last season and the season before, they weren't even doing that well either, were they? They were like kind of mid tier of the table. Now they're fighting for first place. Mm -hmm. 
I think Angagna can still bring something back if they really wanted to. I don't know. It depends how Susano is kind of like treating them in their own Discord right now. Are they kind of going, oh, right, we're not going to really try no more because, you know, we're at the bottom here from like mm -hmm. a fair few points? Or are they going to look at some teams and go, all right, let's, let's get something tasty together and fuck around with them a little bit? Yeah, exactly. Mm. And Argonaut's about a rough week or so. They've dropped a few positions. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, like if I'm endgaming right now, I'm thinking, well, all right, so the next two matches that we have is basically against the two maybe weakest teams, relatively weakest teams in the league right now, Bond Guard, because they give up three points on the defense, and then why so serious? Sure, they got a game against uh, No Beaches, but before that, they weren't doing really well. Yeah, why so serious have definitely gotten better throughout the season, 100%. Mm hmm. You know, at first, like I think they're dropping games against people they shouldn't have really, or they should have had a better fight. But then, as the season's gone on, I think they've got more used to the meta from what yeah. I've been seeing in like the Discord and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Well, and uh, it, it was also like Faust saying during the uh, stream, even like we've improved so much and we're really good right now. Um, yeah. And I definitely want to believe that. Like they, they probably have made like huge improvements over the season. And they've been scrimming a lot, playing a lot. Yeah, I think the players just started getting used to like. What it's like to actually be in the tournament scene mm -hmm. and I understand that there might be like a hundred or people watching them on stream and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And also, I think players realizing what they should do, like Faust, for example, he started out the season as the shot caller or the new shot caller. And then I think at some point, Greece said, All right, you're not ready for being shot caller, so go back to being a player. Now he's doing his job as a player extremely well. Yeah, well, others, others probably lead the team or make the calls during the game, so that. Yeah, really helps them. and to be honest with you, like being a shot caller is a lot more responsibility than what people think. Definitely when you're on the front lines as well. Mm -hmm. If you're an overview, you, you have that slack to be able to kind of watch the map a bit better. But when you're actually on the ground itself, that's where like you've really got to be careful with your shot calling and whatnot and where your own positioning is as well. Like, you know, if you're a heavy armor player and you're a shot caller, like you've got to make sure you're in the fight just as much as everyone else, as well as call out. <clears throat> so it can be quite a complex job mm. that people don't really understand until they've actually tried it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's also like they're really good team tech captains like uh, Temple Shot, yeah, just to name just to name one. Uh, it's always very vocal about how um, he is a team captain, doesn't want to lead on the front. He's just sitting back, right, right playing the long sword, or Paul actually is defending the units at the back and making sure that he is able to get the overview. Yeah. Because it is so different, no. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I used to be similar as well, and because uh, I used to be a shot caller for one of the houses uh, back in territory war times. And whenever I did defense, I personally made sure I was on, like you know, playing the game. But I'd bring like this is back in the day when like Pavise were like meta, so I could actually sit back with my Pavise, oh, yeah. do its job while also watching the map. But you know, these sieges they can be very hard and fast, so shot callers get put under a tremendous amount of pressure before <laughs> like very quickly <laughs> yeah. definitely they're bringing units like stalwarts and monks and whatnot yeah where you just get a one shot at. yeah oh yeah yeah definitely true i mean it's and, and still i mean and also like i think people maybe when they come from tw and they are they are where they are also probably shot colors it's very different from tournaments because you can't go into spectator mode and chill out and just keep shouting and pinging yeah and, and exactly press uh, press set all the time just to get uh, the whole map in your face <laughs> oh yeah exactly or if you did want to like kind of pull back and try and do that then that's technically 14 v 15 people right now yeah and, you know you don't want that exactly yeah i was always thinking like um for example uh, I'm not sure if this is a strategy to go for but like susno is often like going going off somewhere, uh, interrupting a supply, dying as one of the first of his team. And I, I, I'm always secretly, secretly thinking to myself, maybe this is like his try to, to be big brain. Just die, die first, get some use out of his death, uh, suicide the unit, and then go into overview and, and try and make the best calls. I wouldn't be surprised if people do do that, to be fair. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that, because mm -hmm. as a short call, you don't really want to be going off by yourself, because... 
you need to see what's happening on the front line ideally like yeah because as a short call you should know if you're winning or losing like a fight so to be like the flanker or to mm-hmm. go off and do your own thing it, it can be very dangerous because the time it took it could take him to like let's say run outside and jump on a supply point to die yeah, exactly at the same time they could have pushed 20 like we'll have 15 through and push for your mm-hmm. whole team and it's like oh, okay how <laughs> yeah, are you going to shut call this now mate mm-hmm. and i think it's a suitor as well like he's a short sword as well so they're ideally used on the front line to you know do the belly flops and whatnot to yeah. open it up for this team so it, it can work well but you you've got to be very used to how to do it and you've mm-hmm. got to have a lot of trust in your team to be able to yeah, exactly. hold that line yeah yeah definitely and it's, it's quite different right when you look at amya even last weekend once again he's always sitting on the flank always sitting on a supply and, and he like we know from speaking to the team that he is um like making calls about when he is able to to make some play and then his team that are grouped can can then like capitalize on on his place and that that's definitely the better play because the flank might also just dramatically fill and then if if that guy is the person who should be making the calls of how of whether you go in or not you yeah you probably just don't feel the flow of the fight anymore exactly and also like with people like amya they're so well in tuned with doing these kind of flank plays mm-hmm. that the team can you know trust him to make these calls and to make these pushes and whatnot because he is a very experienced player and knows what he's doing so if he's like guys going now like they're like well you have little reason to not trust you right now because obviously you might have something going on in your head right now that might work or he might have just you know wiped a unit or something that's mm-hmm. important on the push where you know it lets your team be able to push back so i think this is what also happens with a lot of defense plans is that none of them are not a lot of them are aggressive they're very much like mm-hmm. we'll hold this one position yeah go from there and no beaches i think are one of the only teams where like on their defenses they like to be like really aggressive yeah which is what really surprised me last weekend mm-hmm. because they didn't do that they, they just went to base and tried to set up the defense there and then it yeah. was still uh, like uh, semi-aggressive trying to like flank on, on, on top of the wall but we had seen that before and it worked definitely yeah i think this is Kirk castle to be fair with you because mm-hmm. uh the final point is very open to attack from all angles yeah you know you've got a li- you've got the two little uh gateways in the front you've got above them on the staircase mm-hmm. and then also around the back of them as well there's like two ways from around the back so i feel like as a on defense for that map at least like you have so many different areas to cover and if you don't cover the right area at the mm-hmm. right time or rotate fast enough you, you just your defense is on the back foot yeah, big probably. time yeah probably probably and uh, of course like I'm, I'm not gonna pretend that i'm like the big brain uh, galaxy here um but when i look at no beaches and i see like amia vasectomy always being on the flag and flank and really using like the big space that that could be on the map if you turtle in in on the final point of core castle they they, they just don't have that much space space to work with no. compared to when you try and defend the a point or the b point or even <laughs> inside the city right like uh, like argonautas did yeah or tried at least uh didn't work because like older specialists got called out very effectively by odin's like they just got picked apart by odin's legion it was really impressive yeah that's definitely like one big thing about the flanker on that map yeah, you need a lot of space to be able to like operate properly. You want you want to use all those little corridors and whatnot to be able to get that like ideal flank off. And uh, yeah, endpoint is very kind of encased of what you can really do. Definitely on defense mm-hmm. on that endpoint. Like you are technically that is one of the few maps where you are technically just yeah like, withheld from actually really like going out and doing something. Like if you look at like something like Hidden City, there's like. Well, there's three, four ways into the, the end point, but as a flanker, you've got so much room where you could get cav and just gone a jolly easily mm-hmm. enough, and be able to take out certain positions of out little, like with little resistance, or make the big plays. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then, like so, right? Next week is White Oak Fourth, and then the last week is is is, is Hidden City. So I think Hidden City is a really good map. White Oak Fourth, we had that in round three. Yeah, so I think it's round three. Yeah, round two or three. three. That was where no, no beaches took on yeah, buddy, and they they won that like really convincingly. Yeah, that's why I'm you took down the the breach. And yeah, exactly. Wiped out half of their attack. Yeah, that was that was impressive, and and it's also the map where last season uh, Amia made a huge play 
uh, in the back against. I think it was. I think it was no. That was like the calf then. charge. Yeah, there was the calf charge to yeah. the back, like double calf, and then he, he got out his, his uh, chevaliers as well, and yeah, just destroyed the gate. It was insane. Yeah, uh, whiteouts are really good for both attack and defense. Mm -hmm. There's just so many options with that map. And obviously, like a lot of it relies on like getting the breaches open. I think you can destroy the new update. You can destroy the the, the gate as well, like the foundations of it. So you don't even really need to push a battering ram yeah. much into that. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, there's so many different ways to attack and defend that map. Yeah, I think that's what Origin really loves about Territory Wars. This like over the last couple of seasons mm. with this map, like anyone who's been fighting for main capital over the last couple of seasons has been playing this map near enough religiously, mm. like weekly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big enough map where so many different strategies can be implemented. Mm. So many. It's just big enough and there's so many openings. Yeah. yeah and I, I'm really curious what the bands are going to be because we didn't have the, the new calf, the Yan Yao Do calf during the round three, and now it is there. And you could see it with the White Series against the No Beaches that the team that's better on paper wants to ban Falconetti because it's kind of like a uh, coin flip if you let it through. Or it can be on some maps, and then the, of course a new calf can also be a coin flip because it just makes probably attack quite easy or easier. So, yeah. Alcos are just they're insane. If they're put up in the right position at the right time, like mm -hmm. you, blob attacks just non-existent. Falcos yeah. would destroy everything. Same with flamers. Flamers are a bit more easier to jump into, mm -hmm. so heavy armors can get into flamers a little bit easier than falcos, yeah. but they. If left alone, flamers can just, or if they're well protected, the exactly. flamers can absolutely decimate a blob. But yeah. I, I do feel like the new cat will get banned out because it is just so strong. At the it is, it is. Yeah, but like, it... sieges literally come down to what team has the most new cat. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But the interesting thing is with, with the way the ban system works, if the first team doesn't ban the, the new cat, then the second team gets to uh, uh, not ban it and then select it on their first select if they want to play it. Which. So. I... It puts it's, a lot of a pressure on the team that's banning first, which is the first attacker, <coughs> to yeah. actually decide if they want to play it or not. Because if they don't decide, then the next team will. Yeah. Of course, that's yeah, that's but, the way any ban works. But yeah. Yeah, it's quite interesting because it's not like League of Legends where you you ban a champion like you're banning a champion for a reason because you're like right, I don't want to play against this champion, so I'm going to ban him, mm -hmm. so then I can pick something that I can be comfortable going into, kind of thing. Yeah. Where with this ban system, like if they don't ban a new cab and a new cab gets saved, that means it's going to be well, both teams can use a new cab. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's everyone's well known. Yeah. It's broken, and you just like yeah, it, it, it it's still not the worst because you 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 can also play it, mm -hmm. but then the question is, who can play it better? Yeah, yeah. Which and is I feel like fair in a way. Some, yeah, and I also feel like yeah, it depends on the map as well. So. Mm -hmm. For White Elk, I do feel like the new Cav will be better on the attack side. So you'll probably see yeah. whoever's attacking first will probably try and save mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Well, and I think it could be really good on the defense because the supply is so close. So if the attackers don't get yeah. the block on supply, you can just get out the Cav. Yeah, spam, clear the point. Yeah, clear the point and, and, and you, you, you keep winning that way. Yeah, so, so even then it's a, it's a lot of a coin flip. It, I think it depends on what teams have set up to like kind of counter it. Mm-hmm. If they've got like, you know, if they're like, right, we're going to save it, let it get through. The enemy team can bring 10 units of it if they want, because we've got this unit that will absolutely decimate it. Because like recently, like with monks, there's like people are finding more and more ways to like counter them. Like one of the better units I saw, and one of the more fun units as well to counter them was uh, axe throwers. Oh, really? It's, like, it's just such a random unit to it is. I haven't even seen be that a one. counter for monks. But yeah, apparently they're axe throw. Like if they're one on one, their axe ray can just absolutely demolish monks. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm still using the good the the good old imp shields because they you know, they mm. they just won't die. <laughs> yeah, they're really strong at the moment as well. I've been seeing videos on like montages with them. Mm -hmm. and it's just a mole in the middle of them, just like yeah. slowly moving forward, and he's just clearing the whole yeah, exactly. blob out. It's like damn it's okay, insane. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not spectacular, so it does feel really slow, but. It is insane how long you survive for. Also, with uh, with no dachi, you get another uh, damage reduction, I think, on yourself, and mm -hmm. you can also start healing a lot. Really fun combination as well. You just can't complain at all. Um, I, I feel like 
It's nice that they're coming back into the meta a little bit as well because I feel like they've been dead for so long. Yeah. So they haven't been able to like yeah come back in a little bit, a bit more relevance. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens next season. Like the meta has been completely blown open this season. I, I do feel like yeah. it's every time that CB decides to release something like a new Cav. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can balance Cav very well. Yeah, Cavs is really hard. Like yeah, any Cav that came out, Leo Rangers, yeah. Chevaliers, yeah, Sheiks. Kashyyyk's rework, Kata rework, yep. Liao's, yep. you know, Chev's, like, they've all been... Armigers, even. Even yeah, the purple Armigers, yeah. <laughs> Literally, even purple Maybe you only want a pre- prefecture, uh, the, the prefecture calf as well, also the Daggerax lances. The only yeah, calf that didn't work really well was uh, CPIs. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've never been relevant. I think they tried buffing them at one point, and just everyone was like, no, they're still, they're still mm. trash. Yeah. <laughs> They apparently do have the like the, the longest what is it stun in the game or something that yeah no one cares do they i mean still i mean st- stunts are really good you can see it with the flames and stuff but yeah just not good enough apparently yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not good enough for the player base so like that it's not easy enough Cap- Cap is still trash <laughs> yep yep just won't get there uh, and, there, and then there's of course still the, the red and rangers i'm so sad they're not that good anymore I did have a really fun game yesterday with them where I got like five hero kills and 60 unit kills. So. I about to say, yeah, you might be able to bring them back a little bit at the moment because yeah. there's not really a lot of uh, shield walls happening. Yeah, exactly. It was the thing. I was facing so many for the shows and they were just too, way too slow. I could just like go back to the supply, refill and keep yeah. going. Yeah, I can fun. imagine it. Yeah, it worked really well. Yeah. At the moment, like um, one of my favorite units to use is just Janissaries. Mm. I just love being able to set them up in a little location and just watch them just shoot down like a whole unit of four. Yeah, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. just, just a leadership, like, like you know, between the two of them right there. Yep. Taking out a full purple unit of just my low-tier blue unit. It's, oh, yeah, it feels a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So definitely taking advantage of them while I can. Yeah. I think it's been my favorite unit this season, actually. Janissaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. For sure. Yep. Just like putting them in a corner and just running off as a dual blade doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah, so I definitely do think that like no beaches on White Oak. I, I think it's one of the best maps for them. Where yeah, it's really agree. hard for Argonautas to either take the defense or the attack. Because on the attack, um, they need to keep blocking the supply and do it perfectly. And also not have Amya on their back, which is impossible <laughs> on White Oak. You just can't send two or three guys to Amya. Because if you only send one, he's going to die. If you send two or three, you're going to lose the front fight. So... It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be impossible. And then the defense, if Argonauts defense, uh, yeah, no beaches probably on the attack, just so much better. No beaches just be looking at those muskets. They'll just be like, right, mm-hmm. what can we throw bombs on? Because yep. White Out, like the, the wall above, just you've got so much like mm-hmm. room for a musket to throw a bomb on anything on that yep. point. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I do know that a lot of teams, like, they'll purposely watch no beaches to watch Amya to see what does he do. Mm hmm. Yeah, even out in Why So Serious, we're like watching back one of the videos and they're like, right, watch Amya, like spectate Amya. Yeah. We had to scrim with him. It's like, right, someone just purely spectate Amya just to see what he does. Like, yeah, exactly. It, it is so interesting, right? And, and I guess it would be the same with uh, Lazy Imperator, for example. Like, the, what he's doing with the uh, Scimitar is just insane. I mean, I just don't get how he does it. But it's yeah, he's very good bonkers. with the chain dog. Yeah. Very good. He, 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 and definitely recently where he's just got this like god roll of his chain dart oh, yeah. just he is yeah it seems like ever since the, the weapon came out he's he fell in love with it he's yeah. constantly been playing it and where a lot of people have gone right we've we've played it for its brokenness it's been like balanced out now we can leave it alone he's like nah this is gonna be my new Wayne weapon yeah. and definitely still yeah, still broken <laughs> yeah and and the thing is like, i played some sieges with him earlier today and like it was me, him, Balthasar, and Center, and but one another guy who, who but we were swapping them out constantly mm-hmm. for like five, six sieges. Lazy would jump off the wall and start fighting people, and like no fear at all from this guy as well. <laughs> like even I'm thinking, like, right, should I help? I was like, no, all right, I'm gonna have to jump down the hill. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's three v one in right now. I need to. I can't just watch him up here. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's not afraid. Like he's. He's very yeah, skilled as well. Like yeah. he's moving around constantly. Absolutely, and I'm like so, I checked out his uh, stats in the database, and and this is what makes the database so cool as well. I think is that 
He played with Blame Elias on the first season. He played with Slavs a few seasons later. Yeah. Uh, on a few. And he always played heavy classes. So full X, short, short. Those were his, his main two. And he's actually, even then, he was getting a lot of like five hero kills, six, seven hero kills, but averaging probably four, which is or three, which is already really good. But then with the uh, Skimitar, he just keeps popping off and getting six, seven, eight, nine, ten last weekend. He had 18 in total on the last uh, last round, 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 round uh, yeah. five. So, yeah. It's, it's a whole, whole different beast now. Yeah, it's quite surprising in some ways. I, I think I was quite similar with like my kind of radio of a dual blade as well, where mm. I started off as a heavy armor, I started off as more, and then after like four or five seasons, I went to spear for one or two seasons, and then that's when I started like transitioning into dual blade. So I can definitely see him, like, I understand the whole starting off as like heavy armor. Mm -hmm. And it's really good to start off as like heavy armor before going into like an assassin class because you, you learn the game, you learn that battle knowledge and stuff, yeah, like you, the awareness. You learn how to play the units as well because you, do, you, you don't die at the very first uh, engage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's really weird when you first start going to like these assassin classes because you do get killed so often. Yeah. You just realize how like squishy you really are. And you're like, oh god, <laughs> mm -hmm. here we go. Yeah, no. It's crazy how long he's been around for because he's really, he's made a, a big name for himself over the last couple of seasons with his chain dart. Mm -hmm. Like one of the, the main, yeah, one of the type, uh, first times I proper heard about him was uh, last season's capital fight against Eden. And mm -hmm. he was like on supply point. I think he, he, he capped like 26 kills or something in a single life oh, in territory was just, yeah, chain dart shield maidens. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, ever since then, like he's been quite a well-known player around. Yeah, and now definitely Shogun on uh, on yeah, buddy. By the way, which is also another thing that I thought was really impressive, because yeah, buddy, not the team that's doing the best right now. They're doing well, but not the best. And then to get that many kills, even if you get stunned by no beaches in round three, and you still end up on uh, like highest in, <laughs> in, in 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 total hero kills, pretty impressive. And he also missed out the game, I think, somewhere. So he only had five out of six games in three rounds. It's really good. Yeah, so pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, so and then what I also think is interesting is that the Endgegner in Pondgard, um, Endgegner is attacking first. So after one game, we probably know it's a tie because Pondgard gets to attack to, uh, after that. Yeah, and their attacks are, have been amazing. Also. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, yeah. especially in Wild Oak, like, they've done some cool, really cool stuff with specialists and whatnot. And yeah, so we'll see. And But they also really know how to like fight at staircases. Yeah. I think there's there's like certain teams that you can say are really good at some at certain locations on a map. That doesn't even, even matter what map it is, but you just know they're really good at a gate or they're good at a breach or they're good at um, going down or good at fighting for supplies, stuff like this. And Pondegar definitely a team that's really good at fighting around staircases, I think. I think they're, they're going to do quite well on this mm -hmm. map. Like I said, I, I, I reckon it will be 1-1 because their defense has always been a little bit mm -hmm. poorer than their attack. But as I said, their attack, like ever since the year buddy like first week where that big upset happened, it's like, okay, yeah. they, they've carried it on pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at least for the attacks, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least for the attacks, yeah. They've got the most ties out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah, they're basically, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So quite interesting. Three. We've, we've never had a team that's had so many ties. Like, <laughs> never, ever. Even in the Rust Taken and Planes, never have I seen a team get more than two ties. I think Why the Series even has, like, is the second team with to, ever to get two ties in a season, probably. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. To be fair, I think up until this season, like there's always been, an like, you just knew who's going to win. Yeah. Absolutely. Each game near enough. Like there's always a, a dominating team. And normally, when it was like, it, mm. it's very rare that it would be like a tie in any way. Yeah. Unless it was like two of the top teams, like let's say Surfers and Plebs. Mm -hmm. That's where you might potentially see a tie. But if it was like Immortals versus Origin, you know that Origin. Are, yeah, gonna take yeah, exactly. them out. There always seem to be a really big gap between any two teams, and now that gap it's is really squished down, isn't there. it? <laughs> it really depends on the day, the map, the unit bands, and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, you just can't tell anymore. Yeah. And I think this is the way it should be, though. 
I, I, I like it. I really like it. I like. It's what makes it really fun to keep watching. Like any game is interesting. Like Endgame may be the weakest team, but like you said, because Pond Guard's been getting so many ties, it could be a really interesting game. Just even if it's not the best quality of play, it's going to be really interesting to watch and see if Endgame can actually get a point, maybe even get a win. And if Endgame gets a win, then next week, the week after, after Wise of Sirius, if Endgame gets another win, they could even stay in feudal. Or if they just get the one point against Pond Guard, then if Endgame can win against Wise of Sirius, Wise of Sirius and Pond Guard uh, are forced to play a tiebreaker for like sixth place uh, and decide who's going to demote. Like there's still so much going on for any team. That's, that's yeah. really cool. This is the first time I've seen so many, like, so many teams so close together. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you've seen no beaches and, and Gegner, you're looking at like nine points, which obviously is a big thing. But then second and sixth, three points. That's a game and a half. Yeah. Between six teams, like it's it's nothing really. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I see plenty. And of even time like so, yeah, and even from like third, third to sixth, sixth is demoting. Third is like top three, really good, and it's only two points. So only if you lose one, you could be sixth, or if you win one, you could be third. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really cool. And then that's also what makes uh, Odin's Legion against yeah, Buddy really interesting. So if no bitches for some reason lose any single game in that in their match, then Odin's Legion and yeah, Buddy, the one that wins their match, uh will most likely play no be no beaches on a tiebreaker for the season win. Um although if no beaches how do you say? If no beaches lose, not gonna happen. Odin's could even have enough uh with just one point. To force a tiebreaker. Yeah. I'd love to see Argonauts take two two games off him. I'd love to see it. That yeah, would be really cool. No beaches. I, I, they, they could potentially drop one game, and then that's when I can imagine them in VC like, guys, we're not going to mm -hmm. let this happen. Yeah, like, well, nothing's going to happen here. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they kind of dropped it a little bit with not, Why So Serious. And to do it again, it's... I, I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like they're going to be nervous. Yeah, then they would just be trolling a little bit too much, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe trying really hard to get Amiya, I don't know, like twenty kills in one game to make sure he still gets his fourth assassin award this season. Yeah. Something like this. <laughs> yeah. I've you could probably see him having a bit of fun. Oh, I don't know actually. They might have a bit of fun with Argonauts because obviously they got the two free wins from Apes in the last game, haven't they? So yeah, they are ahead by three points right now. But they, yeah, so the the Apes match, it can be like kind of tricky because No Beaches already have the points. So if you compare them to Odin's Legion and Yeah Buddy, you should be thinking No Beaches only has nine points right now. Yeah. So practically they're only ahead by one point to Odin's and two points to uh, Yeah Buddy. Yeah, but sadly with that, that win at the bottom there just means that this week's going to be their final game until yeah, exactly. playoffs. And with the points now, they are kind of guaranteed that first. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, are, are they going to curb stomp Argonauts or are they going to have a bit of fun? I don't know. I think they'll probably look at curb stomping and be like, we refuse to drop another game. Or they might be like, all right, we've dropped the game now, let's just have a bit of fun. Mm -hmm. So mm. we'll see. That's going to be good. And then, yeah, the week after that, we'll see. We'll see. But like, on guard, Odin's. Gonna be good. Argonautas, yeah, buddy. Also gonna be good, especially because, uh, well, if Argonautas, assuming they only get one point or zero points, if yeah, buddy lose against Odin's, which maybe we expect, then Argonautas, yeah, buddy is going to decide maybe third place. They could even get a tiebreaker out of that one, depending on who wins. And then, why so serious? And Gegner is the like, who gets the demote match, most likely. <laughs> So, <laughs> no matter what the result is, it's it's gonna be interesting, even in the last round. I like that. Same. I like how anything can happen. Yeah, that's good. Should we go for Rustic? Like, Rustic is going to start the playoffs, so it's gonna be Reginopolis, and then I, I did you check out the uh, bombard glitch? Do you know about it? Yeah. So it's like if you line it up in a certain way and aim in a certain area. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, I saw the video of it. Yeah, it's I haven't really done nice. it myself personally. Yeah, but... it's, it's really funny. You can do, you can basically hit any place on the map. Apparently, I, I used to think it was only like the these the girlfriends above the wall, 
like right next to the bridges. Um, but apparently you can hit anywhere on the map, like A gate, C point, it doesn't matter what you want, you can hit it all. Uh, my game hasn't been able to fix it yet. I even checked, but uh, yeah, so it's still there. So um, like if, if teams use it, it's it's considered using artillery because it's just not fun if teams keep playing. Yeah, no, only and the thing bombards. is as well, like if you've got a whole week to, well actually they've got from now near enough to, until then to really be able to like. Yeah, to master the bombard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would be no fun gameplay. <laughs> no. You would you would force a team to sally out, destroy the bombards, and then continue the game as, as usual. Yeah, but, that, but it depends, because by that point, you could probably lose two, three hundred units if yeah, true. it's placed in a good enough position. And yeah, you t technically lost the game, no matter even if you sally or not anyway. Mm -hmm. yep. So yeah, we have to keep an eye on that then, when uh, Regic happens. Yeah, exactly. Got to make sure no one's being cheeky. Exactly, got to make sure it's, it's being played fairly. But I'm sure teams will record their own matches and let us know if anything unfair happened there. But yeah. Oh yeah, and Golems is going to play the Primes for fifth place in Rustic. So that will be another tiebreaker match because they were tight in points. They were also tight in the last uh, round result. So they still got a, a score to settle this Sunday before the playoffs begin. So that's like a nice warm-up match as well. I like it. Definitely. And some more, more game time for them. Yeah, but yeah, no from three win and nice try were first place in both groups. So group A, group B, and then TBD from NA and Lanfair were placed second in both groups. So no from three win gonna play TBD and then nice try gonna play Lanfair. The one that win from in the semifinals is guaranteed to have a spot for feudal. Whether they go on or not <laughs> will be seen later. The temple uh, will be back in feudal. <laughs> yeah, who knows. Rumor has it that something is going to change mid-season, or in between seasons, but we'll see. It's still a long way to go to season four. Um, so yeah, the, the one that win the semifinal are guaranteed to have a feudal spot, and then the ones that lose the semifinal still get to play, uh, play the bronze match for that third place to go to feudal division. So either, most, oh yeah, what are you expect, expecting like in, the, in these matches? Uh, I feel like Temple's team are stupid stupidly powerful yeah like a lot of them are cbl players in the top houses in the game like they know what they're doing mm -hmm. you know and a lot of the players from rustic are just kind of borderland houses as we would call them not not tryhards they they want to come like you know take part in the tournament to have a bit of fun and to like learn the tournament scene mm -hmm. so temple's team definitely have like the upper hand in all that uh TBD is going to be interesting because I noticed recently in the team registration channel that they literally <laughs> swapped out half their team. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, like, I'd understand if you swapped out like one or two players, but swapping out like I think it's eight. Yeah, that's a yeah, big true. Eight, big eight, amount eight of players. players. Yeah. So I have no idea what to expect of that. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't like. Honestly, I looked through the names and I was like, I don't even recognize. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't recognize. I noticed that some players used to play on a team before, but not any familiar names that I've seen playing with, like uh, Goblins from NA before or Pontguard or any of the other NA teams. So if these are all NA players, I don't know. Whether it's going to be a playoff buff or a debuff, it has, yeah, we're going to find yeah, out. Yeah, I, I just don't know. Are these guys level 500 or level 5,000? Like, well, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I know none of them. Like, I'm reading their names out, and I'm like, yeah, no. I I think, yeah, no. Yeah, exactly. So... Just no, yeah. <laughs> I, I might be playing at w really weird times this uh, Friday and Saturday just to see if I can find them in the sieges or the ranked battles and uh, have yeah. a chat with them. We'll see. Exactly, like, water, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're going to be playing uh, Summer Finals this weekend. Uh, are you even good? Or what's, what's going yeah. on there? <laughs> Let's have a look what you're like in this siege. Yeah. Why don't you want me, bro? Yeah. So, but anything can happen in that one. Yeah. I feel like, you know, if a team's going to be making this many swaps before going into these playoffs, they must have some kind of like strategy behind them. Mm -hmm. but, Absolutely. Yeah. And nice try in Lana felt that Winkrow's team. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Winkrow, <laughs> and Alex, obviously, yep. really good player. Yeah. And yeah. Alex, pretty troll player. Yeah, but they're good as yeah. well. Like you know, they've got good at the game, and then they just start having fun. 
and <laughs> like I, I feel like the name that we can't pronounce probably will take it. I'm trying to find the lineup for Nice Try quickly. Yeah, Nice Try, a pretty good team. I gotta say. I mean, they of course they ended first, so they're a good team, absolutely. So I'm definitely expecting this one to be even closer, maybe than TBD, because no scrim free win with Temple leading, and I'm not sure if he will be leading. By the way, he might be casting. We'll see. But um, even then, their players have played regional plus in tournament settings so many times. Like they just yeah, they, it's like their second nature to to know what's what needs to happen on that map. I think. And, but nice try, Lanfair. Well, Lanfair, of course, also has many players that have played on this map so many times before. Well, Ooh, yeah, I'm, I'm now looking so, at the names. Here. So, so we got Winkrow's team. Yep. Yeah, we got Winkrow, got Blood Story. It's it's Arnie a lot of sure Slayer players. Yeah, you got Lorca here, Apache, Ripcat, Roxard, Tinjev. We don't see Tinjev though. I am Shen, Espondia, Gladsheen. Yeah, like. These guys are all, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. yep, and then, nice try. I know Otto, Samurai, yeah, a couple of these guys. Mm -hmm. Allison. I do feel like Winkrow's team should have this, <laughs> but. Yeah, but they... I'm, I'm not even sure. Like, Machuka, team captain, a good player, but also they have so many good players that have been playing a lot in um, really good Turkish teams. Uh, yeah. Like Amino, Luan Lukur, Samurai Keku, uh, Feli, Apesar, Tien, Kublai. Uh, they've all been um, good teams. I think it's a lot of guys from Impact. If, I don't know if you remember that team, but they, they were first in playing in season two, I think. Yeah. Or season one. And you can take the Turkish players a lot of really as well. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like the Turkish community in this game are very strong. I, oh, yeah. I know that a couple of seasons ago, uh, he had a Cray with his kebab squad, mm -hmm. and they were like, even they weren't even a part of Origin or anything, and they were known to be like the best raid. Yeah, yeah, they're just the so one. good, so aggressive, so like individually skilled. The only thing with the, with the Turkish um, houses or teams is that they they come, they rise, they hit really hard, they're really good, and then they get internal fighting or something's going on, and they disband. So yeah. I'm just hoping this one's gonna stay. Um, Nice try is definitely going to be a really good match, I think, against Lanfair. So I'm hoping for tiebreakers there. It would be really cool. Yeah, I could definitely see it happening. Like, a lot of really strong, good players. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I feel like this, this would probably be even bigger than like, the Feudal Finals, to be fair. But look at Afi's names. I'm like, actually, damn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you got people like Roxer, Ripcats, Tinja. Like, these are yeah. CBL finalist players. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Espona's there. Uh, Gladsheim just got in as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, just yeah, it's just insane the amount of players that are there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So they didn't scrim just like no scrim free win. So uh, like they're taking a chill season, but it's it's still like, um, feudal quality team on paper. Yeah. That are just playing to have fun, and maybe they are even better when they're playing to have fun because they're just so good. <laughs> exactly. You're gonna be relaxed. You're not caring what's happening, uh, and a lot of the guys, you know, are hero killers. So, get given a chance to kind of let the leash off. They're gonna go yeah, out good time. Exactly. They're gonna rip your head off. Yeah. So, again, if nice try or TBD, I think come up with a really good game plan, really good team play. Then and and don't make like pretty big mistakes. Then I definitely do think they they got a chance. But it's gonna be hard for them for sure. I mean, if you go to Grasslands, uh, you can always surprise someone there. Um, because it can be such a chaos on that map. Yeah, 100%. But, uh, good feel that. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. It's going to be gonna be a good one for sure. Uh, I'm still hoping just for tiebreakers and fuel as well. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. We'll see. Same. Fingers crossed. Pray to the, what do you say, like scenario gods. Script. Gods. Write the script. I, I, I think this is generally one of the first seasons where teams are so diverse. It's nice to see that mm -hmm. they're all actually fighting on like the similar kind of level now. Yeah. As I said in the past, like there was just a massive gap between like mm -hmm. the first and last team, and mm -hmm. you know you always knew who was going to win. Where exactly. now it's it's squashed down a lot, mm -hmm. and I could see like 
probably future seasons, it's going to get more and more squashed down where anything can happen. It will just mm-hmm. mainly depend on like the day how well your team's going to do. Yeah, it might be for sure. I think teams are de- definitely getting more teams are getting better with tournament play. Before teams, some teams were good at tournament play and only good at TWs, and now more teams start to understand how tournament play is different. Yeah, I think that makes a huge like a huge difference in how teams are throwing up against each other. And then I think something else that's changing is the unit bands because now um, yeah, you can like focus more on the strengths that your team has or try to ignore the strengths that the other team has by banning out specific units and going for a certain strategy. Like Wise Series, for example, against No Beaches. One of the reasons reasons they probably won was because they like banned Falconet. No, they so No Beaches banned Falconetti. I think they banned Sicalian. And then they were able to select a new calf, and then they also bent out the javelins to make sure no beaches couldn't defend the the A point if even if they wanted to. So like, you can definitely come up with a really creative strategy to to bait someone in, even if it may not always work out, of course. But still. Yeah, you can really use a band system actually to proper fuck people over. To be fair, of you mm-hmm. like a lot of these guys, all these tournament players, a lot of them make montages mm-hmm. the problem about making these montages is that they like to show off their favorite units yeah <laughs> now if you've got two three players that you know of on the enemy team who are insane at like imp javs mm-hmm. or jav sergeants or whatever you might purposely make sure that you ban a javelin unit just to kind of throw them off a little bit yeah exactly yeah you know, because you do see that in the montages where like people use like jav sergeants they'll get like one clean throw and take mm-hmm. like six people and you're like oh shit like Maybe we should not play against this if we're, you know, yeah. we're literally part of fight in the same map. Yeah, exactly. Or for example, if if you see a team like Yabadi playing only Fortobaccio, Shield Maiden, and uh, Monks in the first three games, ban Fortobaccio, ban Monks, and then see what they exactly. come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Because if if you if you can pin like the main unit that a team setup is gonna play, like mm-hmm. and ban it, that team's gonna go shit what, what are we gonna replace this unit with because it's kind of you know, the center of our team so it, it, you know i feel like this happened very well with why is it why so serious match yeah against no beaches or on, on hidden city oh yeah that might as well be uh what yeah. was that that was Couple weeks around four yeah around four against argonautis oh yeah, why yeah. So serious? that was the first match why so serious one yeah yeah and I know that a, a good chunk of players from YSS Series have been playing very like a, a lot with like the new unit and the monks. I'm pretty sure the majority of them actually brought the unit on the day it came out just to mm-hmm. get as much practicing as possible with them. So they were very keen on taking a new cab into like the Hidden Sea. And obviously at the time, I think it was only like a week or so after uh, the new cab even got released. So, you know, it completely screwed up the meta for Argonauts and yeah. any other team trying to run this strategy <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, just being first on the hype train. If you can get there it's it's really good. Exactly. So yeah, if you can pinpoint the right units at the right time to save and to ban it can really it, it can really mess around one team and save another team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah it's interesting. And yeah, moment, well, like... we'll we'll find out. I'm I'm so curious. We'll see. Hundred percent. It's gonna be good. Yeah. So also got something special prepped for Sunday. Hopefully it will be there in time. It's gonna nice. be fun. Well, you ordered something. Say again. Have you ordered something? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> kinda, kinda. Yeah. We. I am. I'm cooking something with uh, Crystal from Farquhar Squad. Yeah. So there will be some cool content. Hopefully it gets finished before Sunday. And then it's gonna be cool. That'd be good. So not gonna spoil it yet, but it's it's gonna be good, I hope. Or at least be really funny. Like it. Yep, absolutely. Or it'll feel miserably and then we still can have to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Either way it's gonna end up well. So we'll see. Have a good laugh. Be... Exactly. Yeah, so sadly Imperative didn't join. But that's yeah. fine. We'll get him next time. Yeah. He was too he lazy in the end, I guess. <laughs> his name. Yeah. What's in the name, isn't it? Ah, it's good. Yeah, we'll see. All right. 
so I did record it. Do you want to make sure you know it? Yes, sir. So I think it was a good chat anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that, that's a good thing about these podcasts. I think it should just be like a chilled out chat, having a good laugh. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy just talking trash. Love it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the main thing. I mean, just just keep on talking or whatever. And if, if someone wants to listen it, then good fun. And if not, then we had a good conversation, conversation yeah. and prepped for exactly. Sunday. So. 100%. Yeah. Like, uh, I know Temple and Drayton have been doing the same with their podcast yeah. at the moment. Have you heard about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I listened to a bit of it. It was really long, like almost two hours, but pretty good stuff in there with um, uh, Evo Lost Gaming joining as well. Yeah. Always good to have him in there because, yeah, he's just the the big the guy that's attracting the most people to Congress Blade right now. He's goat, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I saw the Temple and Drayton a little bit about it and whatnot, and they've got like nine episodes planned. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that Temple can talk a lot, so <laughs> as soon as they release that first video... They initially told me because I was in the VC with them while they started like setting this all up and stuff oh, yeah, and like yeah. who they're gonna like have as their guests and all that. And I was like, oh, so how long do you reckon each episode's gonna be? And their answer was fifteen to twenty minutes. Fifteen to twenty. Well, it became almost two hours. So barely. That's <laughs> 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 I was just sat there like, oh my god. Yeah, like, even my a bit too long chat- for my taste, but yeah, I, uh, just, I would just decide to like cut it and into. Pieces of thirty minutes or something, and listen to it somewhere yeah. on my commute. You can you can take the whole week to listen to it, but might not get the whole thing. Exactly. Well, so I I jumped in VCs with them just so they could like they like I had a chat with them so they could like test it with their recording and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And even our chat alone was nearly half hour long, and they asked me exactly the same questions they're going to be asking like Evo and whatnot. <laughs> and we were purposely like cutting this off like we get halfway through a conversation go right now right let's stop let's go on to the next question yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as i said yeah it'd be 15 to 20 minutes I was like mate our, our conversation here was half an hour long like <laughs> yes. yeah just genius yeah. and that's <laughs> nothing tricky part if, if you aim for less you're gonna get more oh 100 yeah. De- definitely when you have like you know temple is a talker he loves having that conversation and when he gets a chance to really like kind of vocalize his opinion like he can go on quite a bit mm-hmm. and it, it does get really entertaining as well because yeah so much time can just fly by oh, yeah. without you really knowing absolutely and, and, then, uh, and then if you also add in people like Evil Lost who has like so many um, uh, stories to tell about the game because he's been in there for so long and he also knows how to talk right I mean he's making all these yeah. videos so um, exactly you put these really together storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly none of them are going to be stopping in within yeah. five minutes they're going to keep it going exactly <laughs> Yeah, but it's definitely fun. I really like listening to podcasts sometimes. So of course, it's also one of the reasons why I created one because it's it's just really good to have something that's consistent, like content for even doesn't matter what you're doing, but it's just so consistent and it's easy, easy access accessible as well. Just good stuff. I agree, man. Honestly, I do agree. Like, it's not that this is like starting to get more and more like embedded into the community because I, I mm-hmm. feel like up until. I'd say probably probably the f- the end of the first season of um, the CBR. Like the only real content you'd get would be like montages or like you'd have the CBL each season, pretty much. Yeah. They even ended like they stopped the CBL for quite a while, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. So other than that, like the players didn't really have much to kind of like listen to to get the information they wanted mm. out of the game. So to have like these podcasts going off, to have like these like the CBR and whatnot, like starting to get created and get more time invested into it, it's really something to help out the community in a really yeah, positive way i gotta and say that, so like something i'm really hoping for with the content is that teams start to create like team youtube pages yeah and that they start showing off like um a special place or like player stuff stories or even like um like voice comps i would really love to get like voice comps from uh from matches that would be so fun just like league yeah exactly just like league like yeah, yeah. just copy what they're doing it's 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 so, so yeah. such a good quality like i could honestly see that happening i feel like at the moment we're still in the place where teams are kind of just forming their main 20 mm-hmm. like i feel i feel like for probably even another season or so we're going to see a lot of people coming in and out of teams and whatnot but eventually the teams will be quite solid with each other like with their main 20 and whatnot and uh i think that's when we're going to start seeing more and more content coming out yeah absolutely but we have to start seeing 
a couple of videos from some teams from like the CBL and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, for the one that recently just happened. So seeing it in the CBR as well, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think there will be like a couple of decent rivalries happening over oh, the next absolutely. couple of seasons. Yeah. And, and also, I'm definitely expecting something when when teams come back. Like for example, let's if, if Surf Slayer or Plaps come back at some point, I would definitely expect something something with it to come as well. Because there's oh. so there's so many talented like creators with the videos and and all that. Yeah. All it takes is just one or two of them to be a part of that tournament mm-hmm. team and start really enjoying it, get a little bit of a rivalry going with someone else, and yeah, that's it. You'll see the YouTube videos getting uploaded. Exactly. So we do see it one or two at the moment that come up. They're more meme videos and probably oh, yeah, gameplay absolutely. team there, videos, but there's tons of memes in the in the community. Always yeah. is, and always yeah. is. Yeah. PvP game for you in it. Like... <laughs> Actually now that you mentioned it, I think Odin's Legion really had some quality ton. I'm not sure if it was Ragnarok himself who did it, the team captain, but in season one. They used um, clips from, I think, uh, Vikings yeah. to create uh, like kind of a, like a match match summary with like what happened. <laughs> that was they? really <laughs> fun. That was really fun. I'll see if I can link it somewhere because yeah, that was really good stuff. Yeah, definitely. I want to have a look at this. Yeah, there are a lot of talented like content creators within the community. Mm-hmm. It's just as long as they have the free time and they're like invested in it and. Yeah, they're enjoying it and they want to do it like you see it. I think do you see um the Rohirrim guys with that house alpha? Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. So you've seen those videos. Yeah, like... absolutely, because uh the guy behind it is Crystal. one of the guys behind it is Crystal. And he's also getting making the all the videos for uh Seab Rifles and also doing all the overlays and stuff. That's decent. I I've actually I've watched some of those videos and like the cinematic like clips they get oh, I'm yeah. like spot on. It's so good. Yeah, really good. Like, really impressive app because yeah. I did try a little bit myself, like, way back in the day, like, we're talking like two years ago. And to mm. get the cinematic kind of shots, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of setting up. And, mm-hmm. you know, to get it just right, like, they've done really well with that. Yeah. I just remember, like, the first, like, House Alpha video we put out, like, loads of people just commenting, like, yeah, love this. Like, you're mm. taking the CB kind of, like, editing and content creation to, like, the next level kind of thing with yeah. a lot of what he was doing. And, yeah, I can definitely see it getting better and better. Yeah, definitely really, really good. Like, if I, if, if I would be able to get, like, any sponsors, if anyone's looking to sponsor something, then send me a DM. But, yeah, but, like, if, if I was able to get any sponsors, the first thing would be to just, like, give people money to create more content for the community. Because if you can spend, like, just a few hours, not on work, but on stuff like this, it will get so much better so so quickly i think and yeah yeah and also just uh, attract more it can people. Bring new players to the game as well yeah. yeah like you just need exposure for any game and yeah because yeah. like for me personally whenever i check out a new game i like i might watch a video of like one of the bigger youtubers mm-hmm. i follow online like you know the million subscriber guys who have been paid to play a game for like one video yeah. Like, oh, that, that game looks interesting but then I'll, I will personally look into that game myself and I'm a PvP player so I want to see those like juicy montages so I'm not looking at this 1 million subscriber mm-hmm. person's video I'm looking at like you know the montages of the yeah, game exactly. community like how, how crazy can they yeah. get the one, the 1 million subscriber guy gets you attracted to it or like yeah. gets you looking for it but then you, you, you then you want to know is there a big community behind it is there stuff going on and what's will, end game like? Will it be worth the time? Exactly. What what is gonna be the end game? Yeah. Exactly. Like we've had quite a lot of creators come through mm-hmm. Conqueror's Blade. Like if you generally do type in Conqueror's Blade, like, you know, play through or whatever, you do get like quite a lot of content creators with like five hundred K subscribers who have played this mm-hmm. game in the past. Yeah. And you see like the basic level one stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which is like really funny to look back on now since I've been playing the game for like two and a half years myself. Yeah, true. <laughs> you just say like, oh god, he's got pipe militia, he's just doing yeah, exactly. horrible things right now. I remember seeing um, Dyrus, one of yes. the really good NA players from League of Legends, play uh, the game at one point. That, that was just, I think, in season three or four when I started playing. And he, he was suddenly like streaming the game, and I hadn't watched his stream in like, such a long time. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, wow. And I yeah. saw he, how he was just struggling to play with the units. <laughs> but he was really good with the hero. He would make like insane outplays with just the hero. And that's yeah. just the League of Legends. And like reflex kicking him, probably. But yeah, no, really cool. That's so fun. But yeah, just to have the main community, I have getting better and better videos out there, like with the montage, with the, like the, sh- the stories mm-hmm. and 
all the chaos in between get that out a little bit more it'd be really good i feel like it isn't doing too bad like i feel like a good montage you're averaging a good couple thousand views which is quite nice oh yeah definitely so gotta keep working it up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah just more variety attracts keeps more player players every player is looking for different things so you just need to have variety as well like only a certain percentage are gonna play tournaments but you need to have the tournaments you need to have the tws you need to have low level entry and then high level end game as well 100 percent. i think it's a lot harder to get like the newer players into it anyway because mm-hmm. like you know people talk about it all the time of like how would it be like to be a new player these days and even though there has been a lot added over the seasons to help them out like level up faster still to get the experience to mm-hmm. be good enough at the game and to really enjoy the game it does take a bit of time yeah definitely and, uh, I, I do think it's easier to get at the base level right now i think temple shadow said it during his post during uh, his podcast with drayton as well like you can get T- tw ready quite quickly yeah but then the gap to getting close to to end game or unlocking like good units, uh, really good units, really good doctrines, really good runes. Or runes are easy, um, but really good. <laughs> uh, like yeah, the doctrines especially are really hard to get. I think if you want to get like all the purple ones that are good, it's just yeah. gonna be such a grind. You can't even buy them. So yeah, exactly. Or or if you like, let's say even like the purple schematics, if you wanted to buy them in game, mm. they're like what five hundred k silver each plus. Like yeah. yeah, you're just not gonna get there in a couple of weeks or months even. Yeah, and I do feel like the season challenges really do kind of get some people afraid or definitely mm-hmm. when they start throwing out the pay to win kind of like views across. Because I'm not going to lie, if I was a new player right now and I saw 15, well, 14 seasons yeah. worth of units to unlock, on top of a unit trip, we already are about, whoa, bro, that's... <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it takes yeah. some time to catch up. <laughs> definitely a ton. At the same time, you could also feel like, oh, wow, this is a really deep game. There are so many things. Let's try and unlock everything. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I went back to League of Legends two weeks ago after not playing for five years probably <laughs> and i was like oh damn i thought i had a lot of champions but guess i don't anymore <laughs> because there's so many new ones it's insane yeah yeah they really start pumping them out quite regularly actually yeah it's nice to see yeah true true yeah well that's the same thing right i mean in government play you just have tons of units uh, you don't have to play for a single one of them as long as there's uh, a lot of units that are really good and i think that's not always the case quite exactly like most players you talk to, they have an ideal warband. They'll have like two or three picks outside of their ideal warband. Mm. You know, they'll happily throw into their warband if need be, like depending on like the map or whatever. And overall, you're looking at like probably eight to ten units. So, yeah, you, know, you don't need to unlock every single unit in this game. Yeah. But um, you know, exactly. everyone has their favorites. Yeah, exactly. And if they are there, you want to get them eventually. Exactly. Um, and it's, it shouldn't take your whole life to get there. <laughs> I, I don't think it I does. But, yeah. <laughs> you just never know. I mean, if you only play play an hour and a week, then it's probably going to take your whole life. But if you if you're a gamer and you actually game, then you should be able to get them quite quite quickly in the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Or we should just get another COVID period, and then you can get them in a few weeks. Exactly. Which you is what I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like the biggest surge of this game ever happened. I yeah. feel like that's what I even I started like playing the game properly the covid seasons happened yeah. i went from playing like probably like 10 hours a week to like 40 hours a week easy yeah it was good stuff Absolutely. oh yeah uh, the, the fun thing for me was i was playing like eight or ten hours a day i think in the game not gonna lie and then i also did two or three hours mountain biking so I even went outside did the healthy thing as well because there were just so many hours on a day that you will couldn't do anything else yeah i, I don't blame you i was in similar to be fair I, I was still working a little bit as well hmm. but i was always doing something yeah. Needed to happen, really, didn't it? Always something going on. Well, we'll see. All right, gotta do something else right now as well. So I'm gonna head down. Uh, anything you'd like to add before we uh, go to Sunday? Uh, no, I, I think just overall, I feel like it's gonna be more upsets. I, I'm loving the league mm-hmm. at the moment. It's you know it's becoming more and more competitive, and I think this is probably like the most competitive season that. And this is including like CBL as well. I feel like this has been like the most competitive season for teams. And yeah, no, overall, really good to see. And mm-hmm. looking forward to the weekends and seeing what's going to be happening over the last two rounds to see 
what kind of playoffs we're going to be seeing and what teams are going to be where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be good. Got to keep following those teams and players. I see. Yeah, 100%. Well, see you on Sunday then.